And Jay, ready to talk time travel? Absolutely, I am. All right, let's bring in our guests. We've got uh, Jason Quitt and Bob Mitchell. Gentlemen, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having us. Uh, every day is beyond reality to me these days. <laughs> <laughs> now, now who is that just speaking? Was that Bob or, or Jay? That's, that's Bob, yeah. Okay. And Jason, you're maybe, out there maybe as well? We'll get, yeah, maybe am, we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> I am out there as well. Okay, good. No, well, okay. It's, it's good to have you both here. Let's, uh, let's start by uh, just kind of laying some groundwork of who each of you are. Um, Jason, why don't you go first? Tell us who you are, and then, uh, well, then we'll have Bob do the same. Okay, no problem. Um, I would say that I am a lifetime experiencer, which means my whole life I've experienced uh, various paranormal things, from ghosts to astral travel to time travel to meeting different entities and going to other worlds. So that's kind of been my life. And I just recently, with the help of Bob, started to tell my story and you know, tell the world what I've experienced and what I've learned. And this has been going on your entire life. That's correct. All right. And Bob, uh, why don't you fill in everybody a little a little on your background, because it's pretty extensive. Um, yeah, and it uh, varies quite a bit, too. <laughs> um, I, I spent about uh, 35 years working as a professional news uh, reporter, uh, specializing in crime writing and sports writing for the Toronto Star, which was Canada's uh, largest newspaper. And, um, and in 2013, I, I took a buyout and decided to uh, take things a little easier from the daily grind of uh, working in, in, in the biggest paper in the country. Um, and it was a few years, uh, uh, I guess it was 2015, Jason, that we met um, uh, at, the Alien, at the Alien Cosmic Expo show. Uh, by then, I had started uh, hooking up with a, a group that uh, uh, MUFON out in uh, the Brantford, Ontario area where I live, and uh, I became a field investigator with MUFON and uh, started writing books about uh, the phenomena. Um, I had written about uh, five uh, true crime books, including one uh, called um, The Class Project, How to Kill a Mother, the True Story of Canada's Infamous Bathtub Girls, and that was turned into a movie uh, called Perfect Sisters, starring Abigail Breslin, uh, Mira Servino, and Georgia Henley. Um, so the UFO turnabout came right out of left field. Um, never dreamed that I would be involved in writing stories about people who had experiences with other worldly beings. And uh, and one thing led to another, and uh, Jason and I uh, hooked up at the Alien Cosmic Expo, and that's a story in itself, but uh probably get to that a little later but uh in any event uh for the last uh, four years now or three years i've been really concentrating on writing books about uh entities uh ufos phenomena and uh and now the time travel is taking over our lives because uh, uh i'm not sure all your listeners are aware yet but uh, we're bringing out a a new book on september 1st uh that we think will uh really rock the world um and it's it's called disclosed uh the chronicles of john teeter the second and i'm sure a lot of people know about john teeter um our john teeter isn't the one that came about in 2000 it's a completely different uh, person who um, um was working for a very highly top secret part of the united states air force that was conducting time travel and is still conducting time travel so um, that'll be another book to come out, but it's, it's a great follow to Forbidden Knowledge because in Forbidden Knowledge you, you get to hear the other side of time traveling, which is uh, the astral time tra- traveling and the, the other side of abductions, basically the, the astral abductions, not the physical abductions. So uh, okay. uh, it's an incredible story. The, the book you mentioned, Forbidden Knowledge, what's the relationship, to, relationship between you and Jason as it pertains to that book? Uh, we didn't know each other until we started writing, <laughs> and now we've become very, very good friends. And uh, I have to say that um, had I not met Jason, um, my life would probably be a, be a lot different than it is uh, today because uh, um, 
I, I'm, I've told a few people this, and I actually announced a lot of this today to some of the other UFO uh, radio shows that we've been on, but uh, I just was diagnosed with um, uh, pancreatic cancer and uh, liver cancer. And the world that Jason introduced me is, is a far different world than the medical profession and uh, the people that he's in contact with and the, and the alternate therapies and the, the shamanism and, and everything about healing yourself. Um, I, I'm going that route, and, and I really am thankful that I met Jason because without that, uh, I would have no choice just to do chemo. And yeah. Now, am I correct in understanding that the book is about Jason's experiences? Yeah, it's his it's a life story, basically. And um, uh, we tried to tell it as honestly and as, and as truthful as possible. Um, Jason will tell you that he didn't want to write this book. Um, or or he, he felt compelled to write it at, at some point, but thought maybe that once he wrote it, that would be it. Uh, no one would, would ever, you know, bother him again or ask him about his life. And and uh, little did we know that this book would uh, hit a nerve and, and become, at one point early when we first came out, it was the number one UFO uh, book on the Amazon category. And, and it's just, uh, you know, we're getting emails from all over the world. And in fact, we, we signed two uh, translation deals, one to turn it into Chinese and, and uh in Taiwan and the others determined in the, in the German. So um, it's, it's, just, it's a book that, that tells people things that some of them thought about all their lives. And, and now here's a real life experience that, that, that tells that astral travel is real, that uh, there's an entire world of healing out there that nobody, uh, that the medical profession doesn't tell you about. Um, and that there are, probably far more alien entities living in the fourth dimension um, than there are in the physical dimension. I mean, we're not talking the greys and the reptilians or, or anything like that. We're talking hundreds of different species that, that Jason has encountered on, on different worlds, and he's seen the past and he's seen the future, and it's uh, a real mind, mind-boggling story. And um, I, as, as the main writer of it, I, I went along on this journey, too. Well, now, Bob, right before we went to break, you were telling us how you were just diagnosed with pancreatic and liver cancer and how your yeah. connection to Jason has really helped you uh, through that. Um, can you can you tell us a little more on that? Well, had I not known Jason, um, my, my really only recourse would to have gone to a cancer hospital and got uh, chemotherapy. And most people will tell you that chemo um, isn't very nice and, uh, it doesn't really do anything, but, uh, you know, try to, I guess, try to kill the, the cancer cells in your liver and, and pancreas or wherever. But at the same time, your, your body is being filled with toxins that create other problems. And, yeah. and they, they really don't give you hope. Uh, the medical profession just says, okay, this is what you got. This is how long you got. And, uh, sign here. We'll get the treatment going. So, uh, had I not known Jason, I, I, I'd probably be undergoing chemo right now because I, uh, my first session was supposed to be last week. But uh, um, having known Jason and, and and been introduced to all the people that are in his book and and others that uh, um, believe in a lot in a Tesla a technology for healing, um, I found there's an entire different world out there that the average. Uh, public has no idea exists, and it's a shame because there are so many other treatments up out there. In fact, I've, I've just been told recently that uh, these uh, alternate therapy treatments are are quite acceptable in Europe. Um, the only place they're not acceptable is here in North America. Well, and that's um, mainly. Let's well, be let's be honest with you. That's mainly because it's uh, you know they can they it's a billion multi billion dollar yeah. year in industry it's, and it's uh, you know yeah. not to hold any punches and it's a shame that it really comes down to what they're able to bring in uh, instead of the well being of an individual. But now, no, and, and uh, yeah. So I'm just saying, without Jason, I would yeah. never have had this window of opportunity. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be cured or put me in remission, but. I absolutely, absolutely believe that uh, my life will be extended longer than it would have. Uh, that's had that's just great. Medically. That's incredible. 
Um, now, on on that, and I've got a bunch of questions for you, Jason, but one more for you, Bob, uh, to start off. Um, you you being the author of this book on Jason, does that is so pretty much is that guaranteeing that? And I don't mean any disrespect that you believe Jason's claims of his experiences and uh, the things that have gone on in his life. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, you know, the funny thing uh, about Jason is that when I was at the Alien Cosmic Exo show in 2015, I was selling, uh, my book at the time was Intrusion, Alien Encounters, and the organizer, Joanne Eady, she uh, said to me uh, constantly, you've got to meet this, this person, Jason. Uh, he's got a story to tell, and I think you, you two will really hit it off. And I said, sure, sure. And I was looking forward to, at some point during the, the conference to meet him, but um, lo and behold, um, very early in, in the conference, uh, he came up to the booth that I was in, and um, I'm sitting down, and he's about six foot five, so and very thin, and he, he really towered over me, and he smiled, and he pointed to the cover on my book, and he said I was next then, and then was a, a mantis creature that was on the cover. And, um, so I thought, great. And, uh, so I, I made it a point to go hear his, uh, conference, his, his speech. And very early in the speech, the, the first thing he said was, uh, he came into this life with pre-birth memories and he actually chose his parents before he was born. And, and that was a, I mean, a wow moment to me. I said, boy, there's gotta be more to this story. And I said, I, I think I'm, I'd like to write a book about him. And uh, you know, just for that one sentence, there was something that clicked. And then he started talking about past lives and reincarnation in uh, ancient Egypt. And my wife has always had an affinity with ancient Egypt. Like, like we have lots of Egyptian stuff in our home and all that. And, uh, and, and there seemed to be a connection between my wife and him, too. Um, today, she, she laughs and says that she was his mother back in ancient Egypt. But... Uh, um, so the story sort of evolved, and, and maybe, Jason, you can take over about why you were looking to do a book at this time, and I just came around at the, at the right moment. Sure. Um, a couple months before, um, actually, it wasn't a couple months. It was in uh, May 2015. Um, I was speaking at another conference, and I was doing a talk on um, the hidden history of Tesla medical devices and the um, ancient power grid, which used to power the entire planet through um, the ancient obelisks and pyramids. And I started to get very deep into this uh, topic. And I believe um, at this conference, I was saying things that I probably shouldn't have uh, said. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes it's good to be uh, the second person to say these things, but when you're the first person to come out and say new things, um, that could be a mistake. Um, a lot of so, for it. Yeah, you make yourself a target. Yeah, that's correct. So actually, um, <laughs> I, it, it's funny to say, uh, you know, to a live audience, but basically there was a hit put out on me. <laughs> Yikes. I laugh about it. Yeah, I laugh right. about it. Take well. it, yeah, so basically I was astrally attacked, and there are such things as astral assassins. Um, and almost immediately, my health went from 100 to about 5%. And basically I was bedridden for about a month. Um, I couldn't get up. I couldn't eat. I actually went blind. I couldn't see. And I had all these terrible lesions on my body and basically my skin was falling off it was the most horrible thing I've ever had to go through um, and I was very stubborn I thought that I could heal myself and just deal with whatever was being done to me but by the end of the month it was getting pretty desperate so I called a, a native uh, Canadian uh, medicine man and um, he took the hit off of me and took the energetic poisoning out of me. And basically the next day I felt 100% better. And I had a miraculous healing. It was almost like my entire skin fell off every inch of my body and I was like a new man again. 
But during that time, that month that I was in bed, I know it's really weird stuff, but during that month I was in bed, um, I was basically thinking, um, nobody knows my real story. Nobody, you know, I don't really reveal much to people. Um, and I thought that, you know, I almost died here and I would have died without sharing what I know. Um, so about, so I really, uh, getting sick and almost, you know, getting close to death there, it really motivates you. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I went just a month later to the Alien Cosmic Expo, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I need to write a book, I need to write a book. And I finished my talk, and at the time, I really didn't know who Bob Mitchell was. But after I finished my talk, uh, Bob walked up to me and said, hey, um, I'd like to uh, write a book about you. <laughs> and I just said, well, this is like perfect timing, I want to write a book as well. Yeah, that's so awesome how it works out like that perfectly. Yeah, it was just perfectly aligned. And and you got to remember when when I was writing this book, um, I had very little background in anything that Jason was telling me. So I was learning as I went around, and you know we we uh, well like I say I mean I'm not the main. Jason and I really were co-authors in this in this book because he presented you know, ideas, and, and I interviewed him, and we expanded things, and uh, but it, it, it got to the point where I was being educated uh, at the same time I was, um, you know, writing it, and uh, it, it opened a whole new world to, from everything from, as I mentioned earlier, to, to crystals, to uh, to the concept of healing yourself, and and, uh, and that that's something that I think... Uh, I never realized how many people in the world were doing that already, and but but they were. But uh, it all came down to Jason's astral traveling, where where he learned all this. That's so, that's incredible. Now, Jason, you re, when you're you talk about uh, multi-dimensional time travel, uh, so you're able to travel through time in these different dimensions. Um, with that, is that something that you're able to control? You're able to say, you know, I'm going to jump forward this far, I'm going to jump back this far? Not at all. Not at all. I have zero control over it. Um, so it's kind of like that that movie, The Time Traveler's Wife or whatever, where there was no control, he would just disappear and end up in a different time and so forth? I, I'm not sure. I never saw that one, but... Um, I, I only saw it because my wife made me watch it three times with her, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the truth is, is that you know I was never really into any of these fields, and I was basically thrown into it. So it was almost like I had no choice about what I was going to experience. And the first journeys um, that I was taken on, I was literally taken. So I was pulled out of my body um, where I would be uh, in an outer body state. I can see myself laying in bed um, and literally beings would pull me out, uh, take me up into outer space. I can see the planet below me and then they would direct me to different parts of the planet and drop me off there. So I would be in an astral form or a dimensional form uh, I was still completely conscious and aware of everything that was going on, my surroundings and everything. And But when they would drop me off on the planet, I would soon realize that this wasn't the timeline that I came from. So this is where this whole concept of multidimensional time travel came from, um, because basically I would be dropped off dimensionally in different timelines of Earth's history. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, and it's not a far fetch because when you look at some of the uh, the top minds uh, of of t all time, uh, you've got people like Albert Einstein that came out and claimed that time was just an illusion, um, that it could be sped up and slowed down. Uh, you've got Stephen Hawkins who who also believes that you would be able to travel through time interdimensionally as well. The only difference is that it would destroy the the human body or whatever device we tried to send through. So there's different ways you'd need to look at, look at doing it using wormholes and things of that nature. But how, how are they able to take you and shift you through time 
And is there some sort of a, a certain time that this happens, or is there some sort of a certain time of the year or something happening in your life that, that they do this? Uh, any correlation to any of it? I don't see any correlation. It was completely random for me. And it seemed to me that um, for these specific time jumps, I had to be outside the planet. I had to be in space for this jump to work. And I had to be out of my body. So uh, there was, I was literally just sleeping in my bed. So my physical body is sleeping in bed. Yet my consciousness or my astral state body is removed from that state of being. And I'm entered into this new world. And okay. this is where it really starts to, you know, change your view of reality because, you know, until I would say my early 20s, you know, I thought the world was the way it was. You know, I didn't really, even though I was having experiences, I just kind of passed them off as, you know, nightmares or, or you know, just normal things. I, you know, I thought everybody kind of did what I did. And I soon realized that, Maybe I was a little different. Yeah. Maybe what I was experiencing was much more extreme than most people. And when I started to have outer body experiences, and it was only through outer body experiences that I came face to face with these beings, or many different types of beings. And it was only out of my body that I can see these wormholes open up. Okay, so they, in, in other words, they, well, they are using wormholes to, to move you back and forth. And like you, you said just a second ago that you could only do the time travel when you were in space, which, uh, again, falls under Albert Einstein's uh, a lot of different theories that came from him because space, space is considered a three-dimensional uh, arena where you, you have length, width, and height, and so forth, uh, and time is considered uh, more of a coordinate, coordinates um, with direction and, and things of that nature. So most of the theories out there are that you'd have to be in some sort of a space environment to be able to move through time anyways. Well, and, and the more that I'm you know, looking into this and the more I'm even working with the, the new book we're releasing, this thought keeps popping in my mind that um, time and space are connected to each other. And it's, you know, we, we talk about, let's go to uh, different points in space, but it works exactly the same with time. So through space, we can access different points of time. Jason, I wanted to ask you, you started to tell us about how these experiences occurred. When did they start happening to you? About how, how old were you? And, you know, what was the first one? Where, did, where were you taken and what did you see? Um, well, I would say I became conscious of these outer body experiences in my early 20s. And what started to happen to me was I had a condition called sleep paralysis. And that's when my body would be frozen and my mind would be awake. And basically you're just screaming in your mind to wake up or move your hand or body. And you know, that those are quite frightening experiences. And when, um, well, this started to occur um, constantly, almost every single night, I would have sleep paralysis. And I would actually start to feel things walking around my room with me. Um, so that really didn't feel too good. And one night I just had too much of this and I wanted it to stop. And I violently was screaming in my head to wake up and I was shaking inside my body. And that's when I popped out of my body for my first time consciously in my early 20s. And as I came out of my body, I could see myself laying on the bed. And standing at the foot of my bed was a very tall being uh, that looked like it was a giant shadow. Um, very tall, about eight feet tall. The head was almost touching the ceiling. And it just looked like a tall, cloaked shadow. And, you know, I wasn't expecting any of this to happen. So um, I actually thought I just killed myself. <laughs> And uh, I just was so scared that I just popped back in my body and woke up. But after that initial experience, um, it was actually very easy for me to leave my body again when I would go to sleep. So that experience actually opened me up to this new world. Okay. I, and just in that particular experience, I'm not hearing anything about the actual time travel part. When did that start? Oh, okay. So right after when I started to leave my body, um, it was almost like... 
um, it was like a call out to the universe, I guess. Um, very shortly after that first experience, I would be woken up in the middle of the night by some type of being literally just pulling me out of my body. And they would take me, um, the first place they took me, they dropped me off in an, in an environment that looked like the earth was completely burnt or scorched. Um, the, the, the soil was almost like red, brown. Uh, the trees were just cinders and the sky was very, very red. I've never seen the sky like that before. Um, and they just kind of dropped me off in this environment and I'm just kind of experiencing what this environment is. And then I was pulled down into an underground bunker uh, that looked like, you know, someone's backyard bunker, uh, not really uh, built so well. And there was a person inside of there that was, um, I would say, suffering greatly. So whatever had happened, uh, this bunker did not protect this person. And once I experienced this, I was taken back up to outer space and back down and put into my body. So you had no reference. You you didn't you know you weren't told a date. You didn't see something that would have given you a date. You were just put into an environment and, and saw what you saw, but really didn't have any reference. Correct. And there was no communication between me and the beings that took me. Okay. Um, you guys, so why, why do you think that they'd be putting you in these? Uh, a couple of things. First off, why do you think they chose you to do this to? And secondly, why do you think they'd be putting you into these places for what good would come out of this? Um, well, it totally changed my life. <laughs> um, it completely put me on a different path in life. Um, I don't really have an answer to why me. Um, from what I gather is um, I've been contracted to do this through past life experiences. Um, like I say, I feel like it was not something that I chose to do. It was just something that happened in my life. And um, I actually think it's part of the human experience. I think there's many people out there that have similar experiences like me. So you think, in other words, this is sort of a, a plane of life, whether you're being reborn, reincarnated, whatever, that this is at one point, this is where everybody's going to be in the situation where they're being moved from parallel universe to parallel universe in different times? I think, I think so. I think, um, I think human beings have a great ability to uh, see beyond um, the physical world and become multidimensional beings. And I think that's well, the, part of the human experience. And I, and I agree. There is a whole aspect. The human race, we only use a quarter of our brain power right now. And God only knows what could happen if we could open up the other three quarters of it, what abilities we would be able to have. Um, but it's just, hmm, all right. Yeah. I'm just trying to focus on that. It's like where, so, in other words, every everybody will will eventually get that option of having these experiences, and uh, according to your thoughts on this, and uh, and going. Yeah, to I, I really, yeah, I really don't think that it's. I don't really think that I'm that special um, when it comes to these abilities, and I've been told. Uh, from beings outside my body that there are thousands of people on the planet right now that are doing exactly the same thing as me. Yeah, well, I mean, out of a planet, a planet with seven point something billion people, if there's thousands of you, that makes you pretty special to be able to have that uh, have that ability or that experience, uh, you know, to be able to experience so much more than than uh, the rest of the billions of people out there could. Hey, Jason and Bob, do you mind Do you mind taking a, a listener phone call? No problem. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We've got Dwayne from Washington on the phone. Dwayne, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Hey, what's up there, guys? Thanks for calling in. Welcome what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I did have a question. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Jason, love the show. AV, I love your commentary. Um, just, I love the calls. I love everything about the show. I'm just telling you, I'm totally hooked. I'm listening on uh, 99.9 in Seattle. Oh, well, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. All right. Awesome. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Um, <laughs> you, you, uh, you can't get the podcast to me quick enough. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, uh, for the guest, um, 
uh, he may have already answered my question, but the time travel and dreams is uh, is there a correlation there that maybe I don't know because I've had a few dreams that kind of became reality. And so a little silly. I don't know if there's a correlation there, or maybe I can be enlightened to that. I, I'd love yeah. an answer to great, that. Great question, Dwayne. Uh, Jason, what do you think? You, because Dwayne. because in a lot of respects, some of the experiences you're describing sound very dreamlike. Is there a correlation between dreams and what you've experienced? Yes. And I'm happy you brought that up because, you know, in our culture, we just think our brain is working through things during the day. And that's what dreaming is. Um, but I believe dreaming is the first level of the spirit world. Okay, well, it is so part of you. It's your subconscious mind, too, correct? That's right. But through the subconscious mind and through the dream world, we can access other dimensions. And I don't know if, uh, well, of course, you're familiar with uh, lucid dreaming. Yes. Um, well, this is something that many people could master. Um, and what I found amazing with lucid dreaming, and this was part of my training, was when I start to lucid dream, let's say I'm in a room uh, with different people, and I realize that I'm dreaming. I could turn to the person next to me, and I could ask um, my subconscious a question. And suddenly I'd be kicked out of the dream and receive an answer. So it's almost mm -hmm. like you have this uh, platform where you can access information that you normally couldn't access in a waking state. I totally okay. get that and feel that. Thanks for the call, Dwayne. Greatly appreciate hey, you Dwayne, listening. That, that was a great question. Thanks so much for... Uh, hey, thank you. Love the show, you guys. All right, thanks. Thank you very much. So, so Jay, um, uh, how are you able to tell the difference between it being a dream or the fact that you have been moved to a parallel universe and are seeing something else at a different time. On that same note, before you answer that, um, yeah. also, have you ever have you ever gone into the future in this this world that we're in now and are able to give us any information of anything coming up? So those sure. two questions. Okay, so um, my body is in bed sleeping. Okay, so this is the first thing with astral travel so it would be like you're in a dreamlike state but it's almost like your body goes to sleep but your mind stays awake and once you know the body is asleep then you kind of push yourself out of your body which is a very very scary and strange feeling um, so it takes a lot of practice to just get used to the feeling of doing it okay um, so there is like a conscious effort involved in trying to make this happen. Jason, again, I'm going to get to Bob and ask a couple questions of Bob in just a second. But when I hear you tell the story, um, you know, assuming that your experiences are exactly as you've described them, I'm having trouble understanding how you knew it was time travel versus just being in another dimension at the same, you know, at our same current time. Do you have something that convinced you that it was actually time travel? Yes. Um, for some reason, all of these journeys were completely awful. <laughs> they were, they were all horrific and they were all very much, um, end time scenario. Is that because of what, what you saw was horrific or the actual process for yourself, you know, was horrific on your body or your soul? What, or I, what I saw okay. or what I experienced. And, um, I couldn't understand why they were showing me the worst things imaginable that human beings can do to one another. Um, you know, so basically, uh, I think the worst thing I saw was a prison camp for children. They kind of just dropped me off there for a little while. Um, so that, that really changed me because when I came back from that experience, um, I was literally shell-shocked. I was white as a ghost, and you know, I couldn't even talk for about a week after that. Um, I really had to uh, get my life back together. And the reason I believe it's time travel was because when I see the people um, from these experiences, it looks like modern times to me. It looks like something that could be right now. You know, so if I saw a soldier in a tank with a machine gun, 
it looks like you know the latest technology. Okay, um, okay. So, so for me, that it was just kind of like you know, what am I seeing? Because I know that this hasn't happened. Okay. So then, a question uh, then: Have you traveled in the future in this world that we're in now? that you're able to give us any information of something that might be coming up that we all should look out for or anything like that. Something that would that we could sit here and say, all right, well, Jason quit said this, this is going to happen at this point. And sure enough, if it happens, boom, every, everybody's a believer. Yeah, no, I was, like I said, I was never given any specific dates or anything and I was never communicated to, it was just kind of being dropped off in an environment for me to experience whatever scene was happening at that time. Okay. Um, and the reason I know it was time travel is because eventually as these experiences went on, I started to communicate with different beings about this. And um, basically what they were saying is that there are many timelines and we as a collective of the human race can choose which path we walk down. And I thought, like, wow, you know, I saw all these different experiences. Are these all different timelines that we can potentially go down into our future? As in, nothing is set in stone. And what they're showing me is, it's almost like a warning system. You know, it's like, see what your potential future can be. Yeah. Come back and warn the people. Right, you but they, but, but 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 you weren't given any information to really make it a concrete warning or a concrete or at a point of when it's going to happen, yeah. what year it's going to happen, what's going to happen exactly. It's you know we're talking a red sky, but is it a red sky due to a nu- nuclear holocaust? Is it a red sky due to us um, having some, a some super volcano issue, going yeah. off? Any, anything yeah. of that nature. So, and that's the thing. It's like, how do we avoid this future that they're supposed to be showing you if we have no idea how that future came in the first place or when it came? And that's why my life is very confusing. Yeah. Well, I want to. I want to bring Bob into the conversation. Bob, obviously, Hopefully Bob hasn't fallen asleep. You, you still with us, Bob? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm used to having Jay take over the show. So. <laughs> okay, Bob. When you met Jason, you started having these conversations, and you were starting to compile the information to write the book. What impressed you the most? And you know, I'm sure there's a, a list, a long list of things that impressed you. But like, what are, what are the top couple of things that really just stood out in your mind? as being, you know, not only real evidence of what Jason has gone through, but something that just was really startling and striking to you? Well, I mean, I, he, he came across as a very, very honest person. Um, as he said, he, I had to really draw out some of the things that uh, are in the book. Um, he didn't want to talk about the the uh, energetic poisoning that he that he encountered uh um and and he he was really fearful about some of the things but uh i convinced him that you know if, if you're going to tell your story you got to tell your story and uh he didn't hold back anything um um as i said it was a whole new world uh that i had no idea existed but I, but i did know a little bit about astral travel because in my other books there were uh several people that had the same kind of experience of pastoral traveling. And if you had heard Jason, like if I'd heard Jason tell me, and, and he was the only one that ever told me that, that he was taken out up to outer space and then dropped down on the planet, um, that might seem a little far-fetched, but um, I had had at least three or four people in my other books who had experienced the exact same thing, that during their astral travels, the exact same thing happened. They were taken into outer space, and then drop somewhere. So um, he was validating people that he didn't even know. Um, but the other thing, the other striking thing that uh, soon became aware of, of and this was after we wrote the book, was that we were at several shows, and um, um, so many people um, came up to the booth and, you know, hugged Jason, um, just... <laughs> They just thanked him profusely for writing a book like this because they had had similar experiences. They didn't know who to tell anybody, and Jason validated their lives too. Um, 
He also has a you know tremendous uh, private crystal uh, collection, and um, crystal is a very healing um, stone. And and so many people were coming up telling stories that since they bought his crystals, their hearing has have come back. They're uh, they feel stronger. They uh, um, they feel more enlightened, and and their, their energy is up. So. Um, it was just, you know, I, I never thought one minute that Jason was trying to pull my leg. It, it was a complete honesty, um, very much like the people who who talked to me about their experiences with aliens, uh, the emotion that came out, uh, the unburdening of secrets they had kept their entire lives. Um, it, it, I, I, I just became convinced that this is a story that needed to be told, and uh, as I said, the the book has been a tremendous success, and has has hit a nerve, and has changed people's lives all over the world. Was and, there, um, yeah, was there anything in the process of again compiling your information? I'm sure you and Jason talked for hours and hours uh, to gather the information yeah. and the and the encounters and the stories. Was there anything that that came out during those discussions where you were just so skeptical or, or just couldn't believe it. It would just seem too much to, for even you to believe or, or did you find yourself being able to uh, really accept, you know, everything and, and it all ended up in the book. Um, I don't think we, we took a few things out of the book, but uh, it wasn't because of that. It was just that the book was getting too long. Um, but no, uh, I, as I, as I was being educated, you know, the things started to make sense to me. And, and in fact, it, it also, um, you know, changed my view of, of what, uh, most of, uh, abductions are. Uh, I, I used to think, you know, that every single abduction was a physical abduction. Um, and now uh, I think that a lot of abductions uh, that are taking place are actually taking place in the in the astral world that they are taking your consciousness out of your body not your physical body because so many people claim that they're you know they haven't left their bed their spouses haven't seen them leave their bed their kids come in and they're still there you had mentioned and and the reason i bring this up now is we're going to start running short on time but you had mentioned another book that's about to come out called disclosed the chronicles of john Tidor. is that is that the name of it i think i got it right yeah john Tidor the second John Tito II. John now, Tito, yeah. I am a little confused just because um, you had said also that it wasn't related to the John Teeter that we had been talking about or hearing about from um, like around 2001, 2000, yeah. Yeah. you know, that time frame. Explain who these two people are and what the differences are. Well, I really don't know who the first John Teeter was, although there's a lot of people suspect it was a hoax committed by a couple of brothers down in Tampa, Florida. And um, I think one of the things that is a telltale sign that it was a hoax is that he uh, had his time machine in the back of a Chevy, a Chevy Corvette, I believe, which is very similar to Back to the Future De- DeLorean. And um, so, I, I mean, that didn't make any sense to begin with. And the fact that he uh, said he came from the future and made a stopover in 2000 uh, to visit personal people after he got a computer from 1975. And... And physical time travel, you, you can't just make a stopover. It, it just doesn't work that way. Um, so, uh, uh, so that John Teeter, um, Jason and I were, were kind of aware of. And when we were talking about forbidden knowledge all the time, one of the questions that always kept coming up was, do you know John Teeter? Do you know John Teeter? And initially we didn't, but uh, Jason went and tried to, find out who this guy was, and uh, actually found a John Teeter, uh, the second, on uh, Facebook, I think it was, and called him up. And that led to uh, several conversations between the three of us, and we quickly uh, discovered, at least from John Teeter's point of view, was that um, he was a uh, he, he was a U.S. Air Force um we ended up being as high as a colonel at one point, and he was in charge of the time travel division of the United States Air Force. And uh, it may be hard to believe for people, but uh, the, 
according to John, um, the, the time travel ability of the United States has been in place since uh, the early 1970s. And um, so in, in this book that we're coming out with, um, you know, people always talk about Hillary going to be the first disclosure president. Well, I can tell you that um, whatever Hillary would say, it will be pale in comparison to what we're revealing in this book. Um, it's a very scary book. It's a very uh, enlightening book. And we're providing secrets that uh, I'm sure many people in the government don't want out. And it's going to rock the world of, of society um, because... We're basically revealing the, the connection between the Greys, the reptilians, and, and the tall whites on Earth, uh, who's controlling the government, uh, what fantastic things that uh, have been kept hidden from the general public for all these years and why they've been uh, kept hidden. Um, John lives in a, a highly uh, secure compound in the southern United States uh, under 24-hour security. Um, he doesn't go anywhere without uh, armed security guards. Um, he, he is, uh, there's, just, there's a faction of the United States uh, military that wants this story out, and there's another faction that doesn't. Um, so, and, and that leads me to another thought, and, and Jason mentioned it um, about being psychically attacked, psychically assassinated uh, when he had his illness. Yep. Um, I've been wondering since I got attacked by this uh, um, cancer uh, because this came out of nowhere. I mean, in, in June, I was completely fine. Um, nothing like this was going on. Mm. And suddenly after the Alien Cosmic Expo, things started happening to me. And my first thought was um, when I found out about this, I thought, you know, I wonder if there's been a psychic hit put on on me because of what we revealed in forbidden knowledge. Um, but then I started thinking that, you know, we have no idea what the powers of the military are today. And perhaps um, something was done to me to, to stop preventing this book from coming out, because there's certainly a lot of things in this book that, you know, is going to shock a lot of people. Wow. Well, um, you certainly... So I don't know. Yeah. I, you I certainly, don't know. It's just, it's just so weird that it's happened to me so fast. Certainly hope that uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a government that would do such things. But then again, you know, we hear crazy things all the time. Let's go to the phone lines. Oh, bring, bring. We're, we're even gonna, we're even going to tell you who shot Kennedy. Oh, that's all in the, in the same book. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to revisit that in just a second. I want to bring Terry in, who's been waiting patiently. Uh, Terry, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Hello. Sorry, I didn't know if that was another Terry or me. It's you. Do you have a question <laughs> um, for the guests? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, one of my um, friends died when I was in college, a very dear friend, and y'all are talking about, you know, the, what a, What am I trying to say? Um, Time travel? Out-of-body things or earth. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, Jason is. Um, Jason uh, yeah. was saying that his his experiences were were out of body, um, you know, astral. Uh, yeah. Travel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So when sorry, I'm a little nervous on radio because no, when I played my this is my second <laughs> time on air when I listened back to me, I said, "Oh my God!" Yeah, I sounded ne ne so never listen stupid. back to yourself. Rule number one. Okay, so what's your question? Go ahead. After the my friend died, um, a week later, I had a dream about him, and I was in his house, sitting on the couch, and his mom and dad asked me if I wanted a drink, you know, just a drink, and I said sure. And so they went into the kitchen, and and when they went into the kitchen. My friend appeared on the sofa, my dead friend, and like he always did, he made me laugh. And so I was starting to laugh hysterically, you know, like he's back, you know. And then the parents came back into the room, and they're like, why are you laughing so hard? And I'm like, 
well, can't you see this guy sitting right here on the sofa? It's your, it's your, um, son, you know? And he, they couldn't see him, but I could. And then a week after he crashed, they killed him. A week after I dreamed, I had a dream. And it's the only dream I ever had. And I dreamed that in that, oh gosh, it's so, ex- he said, I'm okay. Right. He grabbed my hand and said, I'm okay. You're going to be fine. I'm not sure that's necessarily out of body, but is there anything that uh, sounds like it might be to you guys? Um, you remember before I said that the dream world is a connection to the spirit world. That's right, yep. So that um, the dream world could be a place where we could actually connect to loved ones that have, been, that have passed over. So I've actually experienced this multiple times in my life where, let's say, someone in my family dies, and within that first couple of weeks, they'll visit me in a dream to speak to me, uh, to give a message or just to say something or give me a hug. Um, but remember, this could also be used for contact, so many people believe that, uh, you know, aliens have to come in a third-dimensional form from some other planet, shake your hand and introduce themselves, when they can actually set up an entire scenario in your dream and communicate directly to your consciousness. So you can have conversations with not only um, loved ones that have passed, but you could also have conversations through time and space with different beings. So, yeah, so Terry's experience could very well have been something along those lines. So that may provide her a lot of comfort. Terry, hope you're listening and you heard that uh, that answer. Um, we're basically out of time. I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to tell folks where they can get a hold of the books. Um, Jason, I know that you, at least I know you said in the past anyway, you've had some speaking engagements. You guys, if you make any appearances, let us know how we can learn more about those. And any other uh, any other information you want people to have? Well, um, my website is bobmitchellauthor.simplesite.com, and my email is uh, bobmitchellwriter at gmail.com. And all my books, and including Forbidden Knowledge, uh, are available on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, and basically Amazon throughout the world. Uh, and you can probably order them through other bookstores, such as Barnes & Noble. Um, and Jason has his own, uh, website, so take it away. Yeah. My website is thecrystalsun.com. That's the crystal sun, S-U-N.com. And, um, I'm actually going to be in, uh, the Calgary area, um, September 15th, I believe, um, to do a workshop on different healing techniques. And I will put that on the website shortly. Jason, before we let before we let you go, where does the healing come into this? Was it is this is the healing focus a result of your experiences or something completely independent of that? Uh, no. Um, when these beings started to communicate with me in outer body states, they continually told me that I had to heal myself. That was like the biggest thing that I had to do. Um, and through my experiences and travels, they actually um, took me back into past lives where I learned different healing techniques, and that information was brought back to me in this life. Okay. All right. Uh, Great. Good. Hey, thanks, guys, for joining us and spending the full two hours with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. No problem. And thank you. Let's get together again when the new book comes out. That sounds perfect. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. So yeah, Jason, yeah, Jason Quit, Bob Mitchell, a great conversation. Uh, there are still probably 150, 200 questions that we have on our list, Jay. Well, yeah, we because when you'd to. ask a question, you'd end up, well, and they'd answer it, you'd end up with like two or three more questions. Yep. It's hard. It's hard to do it in two hours. But um, And we have had a caller on the phone. Um, hopefully he still wants to talk to us. I know he had a question for the guest, but we'll bring him on. Jay from Florida, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Sorry to keep you on hold for so long. Good morning, guys. That's okay. Yeah, I was hoping to talk to them. Hopefully, they will uh, get back to me. I didn't get through them when they were on coast either. So, oh, that's <laughs> too bad. Sorry, time getting, all, getting to talk to them. Sorry. Um, anyways, um, I don't know. Do you do you want me to run by you any of the things I was going to say or ask them or go a different sure, route? You're sure, you're, you're welcome one. to. Yeah, if you think it's something we might be able to um, provide some insight on, sure. Well, I was 
I'll go through it all really quick because I know we're running out of time. I was going to ask him if he had experimented or dabbled with the occult Ouija or anything else that maybe uh, prior that brought on the sleep paralysis, if he had noticed any paranormal activity or uh, supernatural gifts or abilities uh, beforehand. I wondered in dreams, what does it represent when we're flying and falling? Mm. I've recently thought that the falling is... Um, reminding us that we're falling into sin. It's the most high's wake-up call that we're falling into sin, uh, because I don't know if people realize this, but the Illuminati language and all music, fall and falling, is Lucifer's fall from sin and us falling into sin, and love is Lucifer. That's good for people to know. Hey Jay, one um, one thing a, though, uh, one Jay, one ahead. thing though, you you come you come at it from a very spiritual uh, uh, direction, correct? I very much so. Yes. Okay. Well, it's and you're, been a you're, big year for me. Um, I've had a lot of awakenings, revelations, epiphanies, uh, discoveries that have just rocked my world, and yeah. I realized just how evil this world was since the beginning of this year. Oh, um, well, abso- absolutely. I and I'm, I agree with you totally. There's so much negativity in this world, and it, it's hard to. Uh, and to go by daily, just uh, have to deal with it all. So, well, what really, what really freaked me out is I had this very realistic, and I was definitely going to go into this with him. Um, end time, new world order, Illuminati dream, and I thought it was way off in the future. Now, what's interesting about this is almost all my dreams. And I'm originally from Missouri. I've been in Florida since 2008. Almost all of my dreams are based in the past or are Missouri-based and have, like, my family or people from the past in it who I don't see much. So now I've started to wonder, especially with this New World Order Illuminati end-time dream, which it would, it was all before how your guest, um, his was everything afterward, like scorched earth. Mine was, like, right when it all started, basically, okay. right when New World Order started. And, and, the, and it was probably metaphorical, but the gates came down, and they were on horses, and it was very Hitler-like. I think the horses were representing the horsemen of the apocalypse. But I've started wondering now if uh, the reason I have these dreams and they're not uh, pertaining to, like, my present situation, timeline, and life, if it is parallel universes or alternate um, realities, and what is or could have been, uh, maybe maybe had I stayed or not. Yeah, I was going to ask him if he, uh, gone, yeah. his take on heaven or hell uh, or the lake of fire and the higher or lower dimensions. And I, I and if he had a, his take on our matrix in this world, and like your guest previous, you had a week or two ago, uh, one of my favorite ones, and I know you said he was all over the place, but and I didn't even get to hear the whole show, but he said like there was the matrix on the moon or somewhere like that, I believe, and that they were trapping these souls and uh, by artificial intelligence entities. Right. Oh, that was. Um... I'm, I can't remember the guest's name, but I do know who you're talking about. He was he was the one that, um, oh, geez, Steve. <laughs> it was, wasn't it Steve? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm really drawing a blank. We've had so many in the last, but uh, but I know exactly who you're talking about, and I remember that conversation mm-hmm. well. And, and we did feel like it was all over the place, but it was still a really good discussion. But, Jay, thanks for the call. we gotta, we got to wrap up for the night, but always good to hear from you. you got some great questions. Thanks for listening. It's Beyond Reality Paranormal. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. We've got a great show tonight. We're going to be talking about time travel. Is it possible? There's individuals out there who claim that they can travel through time, that they can go forward in time, go to the past, and... uh, 
hopefully spend some time in the present, right, Jim? <laughs> well, they're not going to be able to talk to us if they can't. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, well got... he might be waiting for us in the future, though. Well, if, if it's five minutes in the future, we can accommodate it. But if it's yeah, if it's weeks, so. we're going to have a problem because they're supposed to be Which, on the show tonight. So I don't know how that's going to well, work. <laughs> hopefully they end up back where they're supposed to be. Yeah, we've got Jason Quitt and uh, Bob Mitchell coming on. Now, Jason is an inter- interdimensional time traveler. We're going to hear about his experiences. And Bob is uh, an author who wrote about it. Hey, let's take a, a quick trip to the phone here. We've got um, Mike from Arizona. Welcome to Beyond Reality Radio, Mike. Good to have you on the program. Hey, thank you. It's been a little while since you guys got syndicated. It's been pretty hard for me to actually stay awake long enough with college starting. <laughs> yeah, it's a little challenging anyway, with the new time, but uh, we're getting used what, to it. What, did you say with, with college starting, Mike? Yeah, I, I go to yeah. Australia Mountain Community College. And, but I mean, uh, being a college student, shouldn't uh, these be the hours that you're up? <laughs> right. Well, I have been partying a little bit tonight. I've been having fun. Good, Good for you. <laughs> So what's up? Anyway, what's on your mind? Um, Appreciate but, uh, it. You guys are talking about time travel? Yes. Yes. Okay. I wanted to ask your guys' opinion. I can't remember the person who originally made this movie, but I'm pretty sure you guys are aware with this uh, 1920s movie, the woman's walking by with something pressed to her ear. seems like she's talking on a cell phone. I'm sorry. We have a, I have a fighter jet going right over me, so it might be a little loud. You're you're referring to the picture that's been circulating online over the years of well, of that lady. No, there, there was an actual movie. Uh, some, oh, okay. I want to say Barnum and Bailey, but no, it's, it's not that. But there was a an old movie, nineteen twenties or thirties, where this this woman was walking by and she had the sting pressed to her face, but it was so obscure the way she was angled. It, maybe she was schizophrenic because she was talking to herself and had her hand to her ear, but. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I don't sure. know. I, I don't know, Jimmy, 1920s, that's your time. So uh, you remember a movie from back then? <laughs> that's cruel. Um, obviously, it's a silent picture if it's in the 20s. I don't know which film it is, but I'd like to do a little research and find out because that's very interesting. Oh, you will definitely find it. That, that was one of the first things I saw. One of the last things I saw for the proof of, tri- of time travel was, I guess, uh, sometime a couple years ago, they dug up somebody... I can't remember where. Uh, please forgive well, me maybe. for you know the location. Let's, I don't let's, know let's where. Let's ask Jason if he can travel back there. Somebody <laughs> who had a pair of shoes that appeared to look like Nikes, almost. Hmm. <laughs> like three hmm. or four hundred years later, or a thousand years. It was a long time. Interesting. It's like back, Way back to the Nike future. Existed, yeah. So. yeah. Well, we'll definitely <laughs> well, have to look into that, Mike. But well, no, thanks, I, I thanks for the call. Thanks for the information. I want to congratulate you guys on being nationally syndicated, and I'm glad I was able to actually get on tell you guys that. Well, thanks so much, Mike. Oh, great. Good to thanks, have you Mike. on the program. Look forward to talking again. Let's take one more call before we have to go to break here. This is Ryan in Nebraska. Ryan, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Good to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, I'm a first-time listener here, by the way. Well, thank you, and welcome. For, oh, first time, welcome to the show. Hopefully you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, I just had a quick question for you guys. Um, since we're talking about time travel, um, I just wondered... Um, if you could time travel to one period in all of history, what time period would you go to and why? Wow. Oh, geez. Um, Just hmm. one. We can only do one, you're saying. Yep. Your, your, top, your top time period. Oh, that's a tough one. That's, a really diff- that's really difficult. Honestly, I think it would be more something for me. It would be more to go back in my own life and experience something all over again, whether it be the birth of my twins or or just yeah it's tough because things like that are just some of the most amazing things that have ever happened in your life when yeah. when your children are being born or when you first meet uh, yeah, the love of your life yeah you know my, my wife I, met her in about, seven, I, I thought you were talking about me well yeah yeah well, you know, yeah you're the love of my well yeah but we can't <laughs> it's supposed to be off air jimmy um <laughs> but no um yeah honestly it's like i would love to be able to go back to when i met my wife in seventh grade and see it all over again so things like that because i don't need to travel back to the dinosaurs i don't need to travel back and see who took out john f kennedy um i would just love to experience some of the things i've experienced already again what about you, Jim? Well, you know, I, I agree with everything you just said, Jason. But if I had to pick, like, just putting that aside, putting, you know, personal and family connections aside, if I had to pick, you know, one, like, historic event to go back and be able to witness firsthand, I would probably pick 
um, you know, around the year 80, 30 to 33, when, when supposedly Jesus was walking and became crucified. I mean, you know, people are curious as to whether that happened. Uh, you know, all those things, it's, an, it's a major historical point in Western civilization. And I think if I had to pick one, and it'd be hard to, but if I had to pick one, that would probably be the one I'd want to see if it, if, it, if it happened and if it happened the way the Bible tells us it happened and, you know, that kind of thing, kind of see. see but if, if, we had to go, if we had to go a historical event, then, yeah, put me back to, like, the beginning of man. Let me, let me see where we, find, where we really came so from. So you're thinking you, Adam, and Eve hanging out in Eden? Is that what, what you're talking about? Oh, that could get really <laughs> spicy. <laughs> so. Does that answer your question, Ryan? Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling. (laughs) Thanks Thanks, a lot, man. And thanks for the great question. That was a lot of fun. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll bring in our guests for the evening, talk about time travel. It's Beyond Reality Radio with Jason and JV. Hey, gang, it's JV here. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Beyond Reality Radio. Some of you are new to the program, and some of you have been with us for years. And no matter if you're interested in ghosts, the UFO phenomenon, conspiracy discussions, or any of the other topics we explore on this program, we do it for you. Our goal here is to help find answers to some of the world's most enduring mysteries. And as we continue to bring you interviews and discussions each night, it's important that we get your feedback and, even more importantly, your support. The media landscape is forever changing, and as it does, we need to be able to change with it. That's why it's important for you right now to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Once on YouTube, just search for JV Johnson. You'll find it there. Subscribe. It's all free and it'll make you part of our global community. In addition, Beyond Reality Radio is available as a podcast. Go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Beyond Reality Radio and subscribe there as well. And finally, we have an archive program that you may enjoy as well. This show can be found on major podcast platforms and it's called Beyond Reality Paranormal. By supporting us in one or all of those places, you can be sure we'll be able to continue to deliver quality shows to you, no matter what form the media landscape takes. As a paranormal historian, I promise you the best and most entertaining conversations as we continue to hunt for the truth. 